0: From Decrypt.co, this is Matthew Aaron today on this show. How would you like to slip into Beyonce's DMs? The United States is running out of coins? And we talked to co-founder and COO of CoinGecko, Mr. Bobby Ong, to see if this is the start of a bull run. Hello everybody, welcome back to the show. It's Tuesday, July 28th, 2020. And I have a simple message today to get started. Fight for something. Go out and fight. In my small town, we've been fighting for something for the past couple months. We've been petitioning, we've been organizing, we've been marching, and we went to a city council meeting and got the job done. Now, is there more work to do? Absolutely. But it felt good. It felt good to accomplish something and be in control, take charge, lead, and have responsibility for the future of our community. So my message today to get started is just to say, go out and fight for something. If Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, decentralized platforms taking control of your data, sovereignty of money, stopping the Fed from printing $6.5 trillion to give it to its banks and companies and prop up the stock market, if that's something important to you, fight for it. Fight for the adoption of Bitcoin. Fight for the adoption of blockchain. Fight for new technologies to help, well, empower the powerless. To give a voice to us, the middle class. The dreamers, the innovators, the workers, the people who are essential. That's all of us. Go out and fight for something. And hopefully, while you're fighting, you're getting richer every second because those Bitcoin prices. Let's take a look. Here comes the
1: money. Here we go. Money talks.
0: I'm recording this at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin at $10,937.19, up 6% from yesterday. Ethereum at $3,1749, up a percent since yesterday. Litecoin at $57 even, up, wow, 19.5% from yesterday. Bitcoin Cash, 219.36, up, wow, okay, 14.4% from yesterday. And XRP, 22.6 cents, up 6.1% since yesterday. Mm-mm-mm. In our main story today, we talked to COO and co-founder of CoinGecko, Mr. Bobby Ong, to see if this Bitcoin and Ethereum pump is sustainable. Bobby, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, hey. Great to be on the show. Awesome, man. Look. The past couple of days, the weekend, really shown that Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, Ethereum can really shine. We've seen five-digit Bitcoin, first time in seven weeks, highest price of Ethereum in over a year. Bobby, what are you and CoinGecko seeing in the market right now?
1: Yeah, I think what we are seeing is... Um... Profits from the DeFi uh, trades are uh, being recycled back into Bitcoin and Ethereum at this point in time. If you look at the charts Q1 and Q2, uh, there wasn't much gains in the other coins. Uh, I mean, everything was badly impacted during uh, March, uh, Black Thursday, but, but DeFi tokens uh, did extremely well in Q2. Carbon Network, LAN, SNX, and, and so on. Everything did really well. And then the liquidity mining tokens that launched in Q3, like COM, Compound, Balancer, etc. Everything did Really well, I mean, not really well. I mean, it's free tokens, so I think it's just a matter of time before all these profits uh, come back to Bitcoin and, and the trend kind of shifted over the weekend and everything sort of moved back to to Bitcoin, Ethereum. I mean, if you look at the charts, uh, volatility has been really low for Bitcoin and Ethereum in Q in Q two. I mean, Bitcoin was trading in a tight band between nine to ten thousand uh, dollars. It's just a matter of time before volatility break out, move out to the five digit five digit sec, uh, range. And, and we've seen that Bitcoin has clearly moved out and hit this all-time uh, yearly high uh, now. Uh, I think I think there's a couple of things as well, right? Uh, besides recycling of DeFi profits um, for Bitcoin, there's other fundamental. I'm uh, not fundamental. I mean, trading things. For example, this this Friday is the CME uh, futures expiry. So typically, in the last week of the month, there uh, there's usually high volatility in price, and I think uh, this month is no different from any other months previously. Uh, in the last week of the month, like there is uh, huge spike in price, either upwards or downwards in this case, uh, upwards towards the 5 figure range. That's something that we've observed in the past few months and, and trends sort of continue. I think for ethereum um i think it's a d5 profits recycling back into, into ethereum uh, i think for, uh, there's some excitement over if 2.0 testnet going live the main price driver for ethereum would be can ethereum 2.0 launch uh, being target sometime towards the end of the year early next year but i mean this has been delayed for multiple times and i think everyone in the community who really want ETH 2.0 to launch and and d5 space has really took off taken off and and if you look at the gas price, Ethereum has gone extremely high. Uh, at one point on, on Monday, uh, it went up to 160 Guay. Uh, so we definitely need ETH 2.0 to come by, a scalability solution to come by so that Ethereum can scale further and support more of this uh, ecosystem. Uh, you said CME. What is CME? Uh, so the CME is actually the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, which is one of the largest exchange, uh, futures exchange, derivatives exchange uh, in, in Chicago. And they have the Bitcoin uh, futures traded there and it expires on Friday, if I remember correctly, 4 p.m. Chicago time. So typically there's a lot of price movement as we hit towards the end of the month uh, because traders want to close out the positions, uh, call options or pull options that they have and, and price typically move uh, in response to that.
0: So going back to what you said earlier that some you know DeFi platforms and DEXs have been having really good months. For example, Kyber Network. Kyber seems all time high last month at a dollar hitting close to one seventy. And of course, today uh, Kyber is down a little bit. You say that they're pulling profits from these other platforms and, and recycling them back into Ethereum and other DeFi projects, and that's why we're seeing a pump in Ethereum.
1: Um, yeah, tip, Yeah. I would say, I mean, the cycle sort of works like typically was Bitcoin go up and then everything outs go down. And then when outs go up, Bitcoin don't do as well. So I think it's a similar trend here, outs uh, don't do as well now. Like if you look at the DeFi tokens, which have performed really well, like in the last 24 hours or so, I mean, it didn't really do too well. It was a negative day yesterday, uh, but whereas if you look at the Bitcoin, and Ethereum it went up really high.
0: So Bitcoin, what's the future of Bitcoin? Of course, everybody's looking at a bull. Everybody's saying $20,000 by the end of the year. I know this is not trading advice. This is not price predictions. We're not telling everybody, anybody what to do. But I think that looking at historical trends of Bitcoin, we see that about you know three years after its last all-time high, it's going to hit that all-time high again and then start trending upwards. Is this something that you're expecting out of the Bitcoin market?
1: Yeah, I think I think if you ask me like the the feeling in the market it feels like the markets picking up and it's going to hit towards a bull run again I don't think we're in a bull run at this point in time um, I think I think I remember at the start of the year someone was looking at the weekly Bitcoin uh, uh, candles uh, on ta level on a weekly level and it seems that the bull market will come by in 2021 so I think that's sort of uh, hold true we we'll probably uh, prepare and get ready for the bull run uh, towards the end of the year, early next year, I suppose. I think I think it's exciting times. I'm definitely uh, gearing up. Uh, we at CoinGecko are definitely gearing up for bull market, uh, getting everything ready. Uh, traffic has definitely increased for us at CoinGecko. Uh, interest has picked up significantly the past couple of weeks. So I think it's just a matter of time before things get more exciting and more people will come check on cryptocurrency.
0: What does that mean to get ready? To get ready to say, hey, look at the price go up or is there some things that you think specifically that organizations or individuals individuals or investors or speculators should be preparing to do once Bitcoin hits those all-time highs again?
1: Yeah, so I think I think we'll see when, uh, when bull run comes about when when Bitcoin hits its all-time high, which was $20,000 uh, that happened in the 2017-2018 run. So I think when Bitcoin uh, goes above $20,000, that's when uh, we will see some crazy intense speculation in the space coming again.
0: Last bull run, we saw a lot of problems. And I guess what I'm talking about, when people are starting to prepare, we saw a lot of problems with a different, you know, the, the, the infrastructure of Bitcoin. We saw Bitcoin exchanges shut down. We saw people, these exchanges not taking new customers, Binance shut down, uh, Coinbase shut down, Kraken shut down. And it was months before somebody could even register. There was times when the it overloaded the system. The system crashed and people couldn't even cash out their positions. Are we expecting the same thing? Or do you think that the infrastructure for trading and investing these cryptocurrencies in digital assets have evolved to the point where we shouldn't worry anymore. I
1: think among centralized exchanges, things have definitely improved. I'm pretty sure they'll be more ready for the retail market to come in and buy up. Uh, But we have still seen Coinbase going down sometime early this year. So that's kind of disappointing. I mean, they had all the time to fix it in the past couple of years, but infrastructure is not stable. Uh, not too worried about centralized exchanges. I'm pretty sure some that are smaller are not ready. But I think what would be interesting to look at this time around would be the state of Ethereum markets. I'm pretty sure uh, gas fees are going to go insanely high, uh, and a lot of the trading that is happening in this cycle right now is on decentralized exchanges, exchanges like Uniswap, exchanges like uh, Balancer, and and the likes. And gas fees on trading on these dexes are actually pretty high. It can go up to five dollars, ten dollars. I mean, I think this will be the top of the town when 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 bull run comes by and people are trading on these dexes and and. I think there'll be interesting uh, movements from teams to build DEXs on other blockchains um, to make it uh, cheaper so that uh, people can trade on a DEX without incurring high gas fees.
0: My next question is about a statement you made earlier in our conversation. You said that people are excited about F2.0. Um, F2.0 mm-hmm. has been you know, rumored for years already, has been delayed, moved, talk about. It's been a work in progress. My question is, why would you uh, assume that F 2.0 is a catalyst of this pr- upward price movement if, uh, one, maybe it hasn't done this in the past, and two, it's still uncertain if F 2.0 is actually going to be uh, released and released in a way that is what everybody's expecting. I think for
1: ETH 2.0, people are just excited to, to have something come out, to have something actually launch. But I think I think fundamentally uh, ETH 2.0 comes with staking and you can sort of earn a yield on a protocol level with uh, ETH 2.0. And that by itself has, uh, it, it turns ETH into an income-generating asset or protocol. And, and that by itself has some fundamental value. And that will be, at, at, at the very least, because it has a yield, uh, it provides a price support and, and I think uh, some sort of a price support for, for, for ETH
0: 2.0. Right on. Bobby, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you very much. And in other news... What would you do if you had the power to slide into Beyonce's DMs? Well, Twitter contractors reportedly had those powers by getting access to the God Mode, part of the admin panel of Twitter that allowed these contractors to snoop on celebrity accounts, including Beyonce. This is pretty concerning considering that, one, they have the power to slide into anybody's back end. Hmm, maybe I should rephrase that. And Snoop, look in their DMs, look at their tweets, look at their drafts, and everything else. Also, this God Mode ability was part of the Twitter hack that just happened. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey was reportedly warned about the security of the admin panel as early as 2015, and gaining access to this God Mode or admin panel was as easy as copy and pasting login details pinned to the top of an internal Slack channel. Well, all my fellow cryptocurrency and blockchain fanatics out there, this should go to prove further why we need a decentralized internet, decentralized platforms, control over our data, control over our identities, and proper security features that puts the power into our own hands, not in the hands of companies that apparently don't care when warned about possible security lapses in their systems. The United States is running out of coins, bringing us closer to a digital dollar. As America runs out of coins, retailers are forced to go cashless. Advocates for a digital dollar are seizing on the opportunity. This is because of the coronavirus. Well, because of the stay-at-home orders, people started not spending as much, going out, didn't need cash. As a result, the treasury stopped making coins. This is bringing us to a shortage of coins, and this is suddenly forcing retailers to go into a cashless system as a great opportunity and excuse to say, eh, we don't need those greenbacks, we don't need those coins. And the argument of a future-proof greenback is on the table. We need the technology, we need the ability to go digital to keep up with other countries developing their digital dollars. Well, in my personal opinion, since we've already moved from the gold standard and now we don't have paper or coins to hope and dream about, the only digital currency that I probably trust is Bitcoin. Imagine how many dollars the Fed could print if it didn't have to print. And finally, Garmin is requested to pay $10 million in ransom for data that was hacked by a Russian hacking group known as Evil Corp. Evil Corp used a ransomware called Wastelocker to perform this hack. A little caveat to this news story. Evil Corp is a sanctioned company by the US Treasury. Therefore, paying that ransom would be illegal. In a tweet by Nicholas Weaver, he says, hey, Justice Department, Garmin may have paid a sanctioned entity to get their data back. Probably worth investigating. So for now, there's still question marks in this whole story. Did Garmin pay the ransom? If so, how much was it? And if the company did pay, would that then cause trouble with the U.S. Treasury for transacting with a sanctioned foreign party? According to Decrypt.co, it's very possible that this very expensive short-term headache for Garmin could even be more of a headache in the long term. We're going to have to see how this develops. But in the meantime, companies, if you're listening, get your security in order. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. Don't forget to follow me at The Decrypt Daily. And wherever you're listening to this, make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a five-star rating and a comment. It helps us stay visible. Share this with everybody who loves cryptocurrency or wants to get into cryptocurrency. And don't forget to download the Decrypt app to get your daily news on your smartphone. Get it from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. We'll see you tomorrow.